Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Aliyah. Oh, I'm Julia Renee. I we've just filmed a full episode, and I I almost feel forgot like to I say wasn't my name. there. I forgot, the whole time. I forgot to say my name. You're Julia Renee. Yes, as I am. Um, today we have another episode of the mindfulness series, and today we're talking more about anxiety. Um, I feel like this is something we both. Yep. Have more often than depressive episodes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start by defining it again. I feel like that's important. Um, so like the basic anxiety definition is intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Fast. These are kind of like symptoms or signs. Fast heartbeat, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired may occur. Yeah, you're tired because you're wearing yourself out, man. Because your heart rate's doing sprints. The <laughs> amount of times that I have literally, like, put myself into night-nights from just anxious episodes. I swear. It's unreal. I'm like, I just, like, knock myself out because I'm so tired. That's my new reaction and we'll get into like how anxiety really looks for us but my newest thing is i will just pass out like i was on a so i get flight anxiety and this i've been better now but i think it was my first or second flight after having the flight that gave yeah. me flight anxiety and I remember I was on the window seat and this is a perfect example. And I called my mom after I was like, I think I have a new response to anxiety. I would look out the window, like feel anxiety, knock out literally for like five minutes. I'd wake up again, look again, not like literally was in and out for like a hundred times. Man. No, it was so <laughs> bad, but I feel like my, my brain is like, we don't want to deal with this. I'm Your just going to go. Your brain's tired. Like you literally work yourself. If you've yeah. ever struggled with anxiety before, like it takes a lot out of your body. Like mm -hmm. it takes a lot out of your body and your mind. And you just like put yourself in a coma after because you're overworking yourself. Oh yeah. So that's my new thing is I, <laughs> oh also, yeah. So on the drive to the flight, like last week in New York, right? Um, my driver was so bumpy and I was getting car sick and uh, I have a phobia of throwing up. So yeah. that same like fear, anxiety, I don't want to get sick. I knocked out in the backseat for like the whole drive. Yeah, I have a picture. It's I'm not just it's imagining not like Kendall sitting there, eyes wide open, like maybe a bead of sweat mm -hmm. and like looking left, looking right. And then no, literally. <laughs> and like, um, my boyfriend was next to me. There were three of us in the back seat, so it felt crammed yeah. and like the AC Ugh. was on him. So I kept pushing his leg to get some air. When I'm like, anxious <laughs> and I have too many, I can't deal with people around me. Mm -hmm. I barely like people touching me <laughs> yeah. when I'm not anxious, but when I am, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get like overstimulated. Give me my space. Anyway, I we're going to kind of go into like our story together. So I want to start at the beginning, um, which is kind of like, when's the first time you noticed you had anxiety or mm. maybe you didn't even notice at the time and you look back now and you're like, oh, that's where it started. Um, for me, it was interesting because I don't think I realized it until I was literally writing this down. The first time I thought I had anxiety um, was in the form of panic attacks. I would get panic attacks like maybe once a year in mm. school, starting in like seventh grade. And this was weird to me because just for context, I was very outgoing as a kid, like very social, had no problem talking to anyone or, or about anything. Um, so like my fourth grade graduation, which I know, big deal, but I I like gave the speech to the entire school. Um, bro, what? So like that's, the, I, as a kid, like that's the level I was at of like, I loved talking in front of people. I was so outgoing, which is like so opposite of me today. Um, and I was fine. So I gave like this presentation to like hundreds. It was like a decent sized school, um, all of elementary school graduation, right? So I gave 
a huge speech. And then like a few years later, I'm in seventh grade and I had to read something uh, like literally half a paragraph, I think in front of class, it was like history class. Right. And I had never experienced a panic attack, anxiety, any of that to my knowledge. I'll get into where I think it actually came from in a second. Um, but I literally started feeling so sick, profusely sweating, like felt like I couldn't see, like my vision was getting weird. I didn't know what was going on, but like I'm two sentences in and I look at my, my teacher and I said, I need to go to the nurse. And like, first off that, that embarrassment of like being that girl made it more. Yeah. Made, made the anxiety even worse. And I, I went to the nurse. I don't think she even told me it was a panic attack. I think I just like deductioned it on my own and realized that's what it was. Um, and then from then on, I like had to email my teachers every year and be like, Hey, I get panic attacks, like being randomly called on to read long passages. Do you mind if I like either have it in advance or like whatever? Right. So a lot of that was being like unprepared. Um, if I wasn't prepared for something or like, I don't know what it was, but anyway, so that was my first like panic attack, anxiety attack, whatever you want to call it. And then I'd never had one again for like several years. But looking back while I was writing this, I was like, oh my gosh, I used to have really bad anxiety in the sports I did as like a young kid. When I was a cheerleader and a gymnast, I was probably ages like seven to 12. I would throw up every single competition. Like that was an extreme level of nerves to that point where I looking back, I'm like, I had really bad like performing or like stage anxiety. Yeah. And I don't think I ever realized that. I thought I would just like get a normal level of nervousness. I was like, oh, everyone feels like this. When in reality, looking back, I would like used to get so sick to be in front of like a large crowd yeah. always. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my, my origin story of anxiety. I can't really remember like a specific moment for me where I was anxious, but anxiety definitely runs like in my family. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, like it's a real thing. Um, but for me, as a kid, I was never, I don't think I was like an anxious kid. I was a very hyper kid. Mm-hmm. Like I did sports. I talked a lot. You were both outgoing kids. Yeah, I talked a lot. And I wanted to like be the center of attention at all the, all mm-hmm. the times. So I'm still very much the same, you know, still very much <laughs> like that. But um, I, it, I feel like when I can actually start noticing anxiety might have been more so when I started getting in like middle school or high school Mm -hmm. about like, you know, silly little things. I was never really that, I had a normal level of anxiety, like speaking in front of people, but it wasn't like to the point where like I had to go to the nurse or anything like that. But I definitely remember that that's when I started biting my nails a lot. And Mm -hmm. I've been a nail biter like forever. I know that. Oh yeah, that's why I um, always have nails on so that I don't bite my nails and like pick them to the point where like they bleed. And I have, like, no nail, like, whatsoever. And so that was probably, like, middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And anytime that I still, like, get anxious, I will pick, like, my nails. It's even still, like even still, like, to this day, even if I have nails in, like, I'll start to pick and then I'll notice. And if I don't, I'll start picking my actual eyelashes extensions off my... That my, sounds so painful. There was a point where... I think in middle school, I must have been so anxious and it's like I can barely remember, but I picked off, I didn't wear fake eyelashes at the time. I was wearing my real ones and I would be so anxious in class because a school was just not my thing and I never understood really what was going on ever. Yeah. And I picked all my eyelashes off that I had no eyelashes to put mascara on. 
Julia. Bro, yeah. That breaks my heart. Yeah, it was crazy. And I mean, I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. I just thought that like I liked doing this, yeah. you know, but it was out of anxiety. Like I pick out of anxiety. So whether I, it was my nails or my eyelashes. I weirdly scratch out of anxiety. Yeah. I still do it today. Like I'll just like, it, it. I don't know if it just keeps me like more present and in my body. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it used to be bad where I would like sit there and scratch the same spot just over yeah. and over until like my skin was raw. It's like you're also trying crazy. to do something with your hands because you're mm -hmm. trying to release that energy in some sort of way. Yeah. And we'll t probably talk about like how to, Healthy, 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 instead of picking out, you your know, instead eyelashes. of picking your eyelashes out like me. But I think that's when it got like, I first kind of first noticed it. that it was a thing. Yeah. Um, and then the older that I got, the more frequent that it, that it got when I started my business, the more frequent that it got. Yeah. Once I started adding more stressors in my life, bodybuilding on top of owning a business, yeah. it got worse, you know, but now I just know how to, manage it but i'm not always the best like a hundred percent like to not last monday but the monday after i had like a full like panic attack like debilitating where i i wasn't able to do any work where i was so anxious and it felt like bees were buzzing in my head yeah where i got no work done because i had so much work to do you know like when you're paralyzed oh yeah and you can't, and that never happens to me. We ever. all know that happens to me. Yeah, that never happens to me where I can't physically do work because I'm so anxious. Usually my, I'm driven by my anxiety to yeah. do work. Um, and we can also talk about like the difference between anxious avoidant and anxious attachment too, whenever it fits in. But um, I feel like we could talk about that now. Okay, cool. So the... Anxious avoidant is when that's me. That's Kendall. When you get anxious, you avoid like responsibilities, answering text messages mm -hmm. or whatever the problem is, mm -hmm. because it makes you feel slightly better for a moment in time. When you're anxious attachment like me, <laughs> you grasp on way tighter and you have to like, it's almost like you have to do the thing until get it done for you to feel relief. So yeah. you'll have to text that person back. You'll have to get that project done immediately. And if you don't do those things, like you won't feel calm until you do that. I've eventually anxious avoidant becomes that because obviously I have to face, yeah, it, eventually. To face it eventually. I think me prolonging it with distractions or not looking at it. So like, yeah, one thing for me is like often emails and text messages. If I wake up in the morning and I see I have five different like work related texts, and I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah. Inst instead of someone like you who might go in and immediately answer yeah. all five, it's done. I'll be like going throughout my whole day with it all five in the back of my head. Exactly. And then I get two more and that adds to it. And I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not going to like check yeah. any because if I check one, yeah. I have to check them all. So it, eventually I do get to that point where obviously doing the task is going like to alleviate the anxiety. You have to do it eventually yeah. unless like it's you want to get fired from your job yeah. or like something or so something like that. That's but. a very bad habit of mine and something I've been trying to get better at is like, okay, if something's causing me anxiety, let's tackle it yeah. instead of let's avoid it. Yeah. So, but that, those are the two like main, you often fall into one of those categories. Yeah. Rarely for, are you like, 
oh, okay, this is normal I'm and just healthy. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just perfect and great. And for me, like anxious attachment can be super negative too, because for example, like the, for the example that you use with like the text messages and stuff, yeah. like if I see that I have like five text messages in the morning, I have a bunch of emails that I need to answer and my anxiety, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I will go and answer those and get all those done before I'm even ready for my day. So I'm yeah. starting work on other people's timelines before my own. And this is how it can be bad. And then also it can be like a situation where it's like 9 PM at night and I'm texting somebody that they need to get something done in, yeah. and, and Zach will be like, Julia, just do it tomorrow. And I'm like, no, it has to be done now or I'm not going to be okay. And he's like, you need to learn to be okay. Yeah. You can always do this tomorrow. So there's positive and negatives of both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, both are anxiety yeah, responses. Anxiety like obviously responses. neither are going to be like extremely healthy. Um, okay. Going into like how often we experience anxiety. I think we should go into like more so like now, <laughs> um, for me, it depends on the week personally. Uh, I'll go into like what my anxiety triggers are uh, in like the next minute. Um, but some weeks I'll have a great week. I'll feel like little to no anxiety yeah. at all. I'm fine. I'm thriving. Um, those are usually my busy weeks. I notice if I work a lot, mm -hmm. I don't almost give myself time to feel anxious yeah. about any of it. I'm just kind of in go mode. And that's honestly, healthy for me. I notice if I have a lot of downtime that might lead to like worrying or overthinking or thinking a lot about the future is a lot of my anxiety causing, mm -hmm. um, times. So it fully depends on the week for me. I've definitely had weeks where I have like debilitating anxiety every single day. I feel like I can't get a lot done or I'm like overly worrying about everything. My emotions are heightened and I'm exhausted. Like we talked yes. about. Um, and then the next week I could be completely fine. So it's, it's very dependent on situation and events for me. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I have struggled with like a tinge of it every single day since I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I function, if you are ever with me, you'll, you'll get this, but I function at a pace that's like kind of like a rabid squirrel. Like the pace in which that I move through life is very quick mm -hmm. and very, very fast. And I go from like thing to thing to thing. Like that's just how I enjoy. I enjoy being busy in that way, but it can also be very bad for my health because you guys have heard me talk about this. I go, 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 go. And then I crash because I never take care of myself. So yeah. I struggle with doing that. But only recently it had gotten really bad where I overloaded myself with way too much work. I added something else on top of my plate. Yeah. And then I had a difficult conversation that I needed to have with my um, employees. They're not fired. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't think that. It was just a difficult conversation that I need to have. And um, then there was a difficult conversation that I needed to have with Kendall, mm -hmm. which she's also still my best friend. It was just a, a <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a friend conversation of us like talking. So like it was like build up now that I'm a couple weeks removed, I can see like where it all went wrong. Mm -hmm. And it was like the anxiety started like Sunday. Cause I knew I was going to have to have that talk on Monday. And then we had some issue that I knew Kendall I had to, messed up. And then I, then I knew <laughs> I had, added to her anxiety on the worst day. <laughs> and then I knew that like Kendall and I had to have a conversation plus all of the stuff that I had overloaded myself with work Yeah, was, it was just, a, it was bound to happen. So it, this happened to me like very recently 
now I'm doing a lot better job at like managing it and delegating things and breathing and taking time to like move away from the computer yeah. when I'm starting to feel that way and not force myself to work whenever I'm starting to feel a little bit panicked and do something to pause, like whether it's putting on some music and breathing or going in like, I'm going to just go make my meal and I'm going to chill. But yeah, it's like a, I have like a tinge of it every single day Yeah, that like drives me to like go and achieve but then only a couple maybe like a couple times a month it'll be actually bad yeah I feel like that brings us to the next part which is kind of talking about what anxiety symptoms we have so that can be what daily symptoms do you have or how does it look when it gets really bad and I feel like that's really important because like you were saying when you can see that oh my anxiety is heightening or it's getting worse now I, I know it's time to take the steps to like yeah. kind of combat that um yeah because- like knowing what physical reactions you yeah. get is is good to be like oh hey I'm starting to do this this and this maybe I need to step back yeah or like being like okay this is anxiety coming on what's it coming from like just being able to address it and like recognize it I think is important um for me personally on the daily sense or like the weekly sense where it might be a little more mild or maintainable or like not a red flag for me. Um, I'm always a worrier, an overthinker. I feel like I overthink a lot. Like I said, especially about like my future. I feel like we've talked about that before is like a lot of the times depression is like living a little more in the past and like living a little more with like regrets and stuff like that. And anxiety is dealing with a lot of like what's next, what's Mm -hmm. coming up. Am I ready for it? Am I prepared? Like those types of thoughts. So I do live a lot in my head in the future. And a lot of that comes with like overthinking what that looks like for me. Is it going to go right? What could go wrong? Like all of those thoughts. Um, I also get like elevated heart rate pretty regularly. I feel like that's a clear sign. I'm like being anxious and kind of on the flip of that is like a huge trigger of anxiety for me is health anxiety. I am a huge hypochondriac. Like literally thinks she's dying all the time. Um, So that's, (laughs) really important for me because if my heart rate's going up, my brain goes, you're going to have a heart attack. Oh, you are dying. (laughs) This is it. So I really need to (laughs) recognize this is just anxiety. I sometimes say it out loud. Like if anyone's in the room, I'll just voice like, I feel a little anxious right now. Because putting that like, this is anxiety, not me having a heart attack. If I go down the road of like, my heart feels weird, I'm gone. Like that turns into like a full blown anxiety day. So um, that's like the, the most manageable ones for me. I do, like I said, get panic attacks, not very regularly. It's like a a couple times in a whole year. Um, And those feel a little more debilitating. If I'm in public, I immediately need to get alone because I feel, um, I sometimes feel like I might pass out. I think my heart rate gets really high because like once I start feeling that panicked feeling, oh, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Oh, now my heart rate's going even higher. Oh, now I really can't breathe because I'm not allowing myself to take deep breaths. So I start to like, it starts to escalate very very quickly um so those are the times like I really need to recognize it and take precautions I need to get alone I need to call someone that I like know and trust and someone that knows I have panic attacks because I need to be like reminded to to take deep breaths and stuff like that um I sweat a lot if I have panic attacks. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I get really hot. That like 
that like red faced feeling is like immediately what I get to again, especially if I'm in public embarrassment on top of feeling panicked, even though no one knows, like typically, typically I look very normal. I'm just kind of standing there, but in my head, I'm like, don't pass out. You can breathe like Like, all of these things. Like, (laughs) yeah, it gets, it gets quite bad. Um, I haven't had one of those in a while, but I remember having one in a target like a year, a year ago. Yeah, you told me about that. Oh, so it was so not fun. And I literally had to go and like sit in an aisle just to like get myself out of like this tunnel vision of like everything is collapsing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, you're just feeling a little anxious. You're feeling panicked. Like you just need to breathe. So a lot of those are, are my signs. Oh, and then recently I start to like tremble now. And I never had that before, but if I get like to that heightened like anxiety attack, not just like daily anxiety, um, I will full on shake like Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, It's only happened like two or three times, but they're those like really freak me out because that's a new thing I've never had before. I think mine is like almost like my body internally is shaking. Mm -hmm. Like my hands like won't necessarily shake or like actual limbs but it's like inside my body I'm shaking and it feels like bees are buzzing around in my head and like I can't hear anything Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's kind of that like tunnel vision feeling it's it's like everything's kind of caving in um I don't I think increased heart rate me I forget to breathe like I completely forget to breathe like there's times where I'm getting my nails done or I'm getting my lashes done and I've gone (sighs) Mm-hmm. and they'll go they'll, they think that they've like hurt me and I'm like uh-huh. and I'll just look at them and I go I'm sorry I was like I I have I anxiety to breathe and I, I literally tell them I forgot to breathe and they they just start giggling and I'm like yeah I forgot to breathe that's just normal mm-hmm. but it's true like I'll literally forget to breathe because I'm like especially when you're doing something like getting your nails done or like getting your lashes you're kind of just laying there so you have time to think about the future and mm-hmm. all of these things and then I'll start thinking about like well after this I'm going to go and do this then I have to do this then I have to go and do this and then I'll go oh crap you're not breathing and I'm like yeah <gasps> breathe yeah. so those are the main things that I do sweating I'm sweating all the time anyways so it's just <laughs> it like what's anxiety, new it might not be what's new <laughs> I do that all the time anyways do you ever get um like, do you ever get anxiety or panic attacks or do they feel more gradual? I don't think I've ever had like a panic attack. I've only had a few that I can remember. No, no, I hope, I hope to God you never experience one. They're just like, they're just scary because you don't know what's going on. So you feel like, like just very weird. Yeah. Almost. Maybe Um, on drugs or something. (laughs) but not in real life. Possibly, not real life, (laughs) fake life only. Um, Okay, I think triggers is another thing that's really important to recognize. So once you know what kind of your symptoms look like and you can like delegate, okay, this is anxiety, that's how I'm feeling, now we can tackle it. Also setting yourself up for success by knowing what your triggers are, like certain settings, certain places, certain... conversations, whatever it is that might be a trigger for you. I feel like once you can recognize that it's easier to mentally prepare if those are things you have to do regularly or to avoid them if those are things you don't have to do. So for me, a lot of my anxiety is social anxiety. Um, Mostly I've noticed like unexpected social anxiety. So like if I, if I was in Times Square in New York City, I'm fine. Like that's a ton of people, but mm. I'm, I'm fine. Like, because I know I'm going to Times Square. I know I'm with people that I feel safe with. Um, I don't really have to necessarily talk to a lot of people, but if I go to a gym on a random Tuesday and I walk in like ready for my workout and it's packed. I've definitely had that. I get it a lot yeah. with new gyms, mm-hmm. a lot with new gyms. 
I think because you don't know what to expect, you kind of already don't know where things are. So you're like looking around and then like it feels more packed than it even is. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed it like rained on Saturday and the gym I go to like posted some videos because they have like an outdoor indoor and obviously it was raining. Everyone had to go inside. And some people were like, oh, I love it when it's packed like this. And I would have like literally freaked out if yeah. I was there. I enjoy when there's enough people in the gym to where I am motivated by the people mm-hmm. around me. And I don't like when it's empty because mm-hmm. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't talk to them, it's like their hype makes me more hype. I, but then the when way. it's like something like summer shredding and we go to Alpha Land or Alpha Land's grand opening, yeah. Panic Attack Central, yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, so I think just like overly crowded settings um, or unexpectedly like having to. Uh, again, kind of like the class thing. If I had to randomly talk about something I wasn't prepared yeah. for in front of a group of people, or even just in front of a few people, I will notice I start to panic a little. I get to, I start to get anxious. But if I'm prepared and I know what I'm talking about, like yes, I'll get nerves, but not necessarily like anxiety over it. Yeah. Um, Another one, like I said, my hypochondriac ass, um, health anxiety. If I notice something's wrong, I'll definitely start to like have more anxiety that week. When I was dealing with like my stomach issues a few months ago, every day was like a new, so worried about it that I couldn't live my life. Like I was, I also got to the point where I was like terrified to eat because I didn't know what was causing all of these issues. So I was like afraid to eat anything because I knew something was going to hurt. And then like, yeah, that was just like kind of, kind of cause and reaction thing. That's when I can't prepare for much, but I think working on, if something is bothering me, I don't go on WebMD anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Google my symptoms. Like if I feel like it's bad enough, I'll go see a doctor and trust their opinion. Like yeah. that's just something for myself. I know not a ton of people deal with health anxiety, um, but the, but that's a big one for me. Yeah. Another, I, what? <laughs> oh no, I was just going to go ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Another I was just going to say another is like, uh, I think we both think a lot about our future, which I think can be healthy if it's in the sense of like setting goals, things we want to achieve. I think it's unhealthy when that's all our brain can focus on and kind of consumes us. And then we're kind of stuck in that, in that thinking mindset of like not being present anymore. So yeah, with it's that like one, you're just, anxious of your potential yeah. that you could have, like your, your potential gives you anxiety. And I literally had this conversation with my mom because I, um, my mom Moms are, they know, they know. She texted me and she just knew that something was wrong with me. She literally, it's crazy. She had a dream and in the dream, some uh, someone said the title of my YouTube series, with my, which is Prep, mm-hmm. The Journey to Nobody. That, and then the next That's morning she texted me and asked that I was okay. Mm. And I had been, that was that week where I was just like unbelievably anxious and I just didn't have time for anything, let alone for myself. So I was talking to her about, it and I was just telling her that I get a lot of, I, I just straight up told her, I said, I have a lot of anxiety over feeling the need to succeed in order to make you and my, you and daddy proud. Mm. And my mom was like, if you did nothing else with your life, we would be proud of you. Yeah. Like we're always proud of you. But I have so much anxiety around the expectation that I have to be successful. I don't know why. I don't know why. I do this to myself. And then sometimes it might be accidentally put on me by my parents. Yeah. Unintentionally or upbringing or however. But 
yeah, then I put a lot of pressure on myself to to go and do all of these huge, big, incredible things that I, sometimes it's debilitating. It's like, it's all too much for me. Yeah. And I always just say this thing like in my brain or I'll say it out loud. I'm like, I'm just one person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's something that happens with me a lot with like triggers is, is the success that I want triggers a lot of anxiety if I let it. Yeah. The social anxiety, obviously. Like mine was so bad when Zach and I first met. And people never really believe me when I tell them this, but like he was, he would like go out. I never really ever went out. And, um, I think one of our second dates, third dates, it was his birthday and they threw him like this big party, Mm -hmm. like at a club. And they had like a, like a rented out thing. I can't picture Zach at a club either. I was so young at the time. I had no idea like what any of this was like to rent out a space Uh and stuff. (laughs) It's <laughs> like, what is happening? And I went because like I, we were dating and I wanted to support him on his birthday. And I just sit in the corner and I hide and I, and I go to the bathroom and I hide. And sometimes people can't find me and I'm in the corner by myself sitting alone and hiding because I just don't like social. I don't like to go out. I don't like to really drink or any, do any of that mm-hmm. anyways. But yeah, it would get so bad that I would just go and hide. I don't really do that anymore, but sometimes I do. Like yeah. I'll still go and hide and yeah but now like you wouldn't put yourself in that yeah, setting now I'm anyway just like i don't even like to be there yeah. like it's, it's different going to like a, a event like a big fitness event where i love it and mm-hmm. i know that i love being there but i do get really anxious so before i go in i just set my intention and kind of take a moment to pause and be present breathe and then i go in instead of just like running into the event like what is your intention of going how do you want people to feel when they meet you you know how do you want to come across when you're networking or meeting new people and blah 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 so i make sure i make that point before i go into any big social situation that i want to go into yeah um even if there's a lot that I go to that I don't necessarily want to, because in my relationship, I make compromises, you know, like I'm the person that wants to leave the party after being there for 30 minutes. And Zach's the one that wants to be there till three in the morning. And we have to make compromises in our relationship. Like, okay, we'll leave in an hour. We'll check in. And and then I'm over there. My favorite thing about my boyfriend is that on the way to anywhere, we'll both go, do you want to turn around? <laughs> yeah. And then we both go, yeah, Did I and then we that? leave. <laughs> Did I send you that video of those two guys? They're like, uh-huh. wouldn't it be a shame if we didn't go to the party? And then they do the eye look. The, the like, little side eye. We do that all the like, time. And they're like, man, we really should have gone to that party. Yeah. But it's like. We'll like, go do something like on the third attempt. So like if his brother invites us to like, cause he's more outgoing. Yeah. If he invites us to like something, we'll like cancel the first time. We'll cancel the second time. And then we're like, we should probably go. And then we'll go for a little bit and we'll still be the first to leave yeah. whatever event it is. I am always the first to leave. Yep. Um, I'm always the first to leave, but those are things that can trigger a lot of my anxiety, but I've done like that practice that I do before I go into any expo fitness yeah. thing. That's how, a note I need to big, put in my own book. Always do that because there was a, a moment in particular that I can remember last year I was going into FitCon and I was speaking at FitCon on like a panel mm-hmm. and past Julia never would have done that. Not even a thing, but I've been able to like build myself up to the moment where I enjoy doing that and it's fun and I still get nervous, but I don't get like mad anxiety, mm-hmm. but I was going into FitCon and there, we were working out at a gym 
I start pulling up and then I stop breathing. You know, I do that <gasps> to the gym. And then I knew I was like, okay, before you go in, Ian and Zach got out. I was like, I'm just going to set my intentions real quick. And then I'll come out. And I sat there for a second, like mm-hmm. checked in with my breathing, remembered why I was there. And I love doing this. You're not going to let your anxiety debilitate you into not doing something that you want to do. Then I went in, I was fine. Yeah. So I think being prepared for situations helps a lot. So like mentally preparing, like what it's going to look like when you're in there. If I do get anxious, what's something I can do while I'm in there? Um, Yeah. You're never going to catch me being the person that does like an impromptu goes to a concert (laughs) or a festival or like, let's go out. And I'm like, bro, I need a week's notice, (laughs) not only to mentally prepare. Yeah. But also, like, emotionally, spiritually, my makeup, my outfit, my 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 heels. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. See, I it. think it's so... I am not, not that girl. It's no. so interesting for me because, like, an event like that where I had to, like, go on a stage and talk, like, that yeah. would probably cause me anxiety. But, like, you could be like, let's go to this huge music festival tomorrow i'd be like sure not so the, it's no. like crowds don't bother me if it's almost like expected for that situation well, unexpected I don't crowds like people close to me bother me i don't like I people feel like close it depends to me. i'm like get away if it's like a concert i'm not excited if i could for, be bubble boy yes. i'd be bubble boy and i just go around what's up what's up and i'd hold zach's hand from out the bubble thank <laughs> you um okay let's go into some other things that help us so the first one for you is setting intentions i also have the first one being like deep breathing work yes um one i learned back in my gymnastic days we had like a gym therapist that would like meet with all of us like by group oh like amazing to have for like child sports especially like gymnastics is so time consuming we were there for like five six hours a day practicing so like i feel like you need help at that point um and one of the ones she taught me that i still practice today is to like breathe in the flowers so like you inhale through your nose like you're sniffing something like kind of slow and then to like blow out the birthday candles mm-hmm. so like a quick out breath that one helps me a lot because i think it like sets that like deep breathe in okay breathe out okay yeah. now you can like more so focusing like on yeah. the slow ends because usually when you're anxious you're going <laughs> yeah exactly like it's very short breath so mm-hmm. making yourself take an actual long breath like what i'll sit there and like breathe in the flowers hold at the top for like yep. one two then blow out the candle and doing that just a couple of times to like remind yourself how to breathe yeah is important yeah if you deal with anxiety you know that doesn't sound crazy like you literally forget like how to humanly function when yeah. it's bad like, how do we do this yeah how, how? So that's a huge one for me. I think focusing on deep breaths, that also usually brings my heart rate back down too because it's like getting oxygen yeah. to to where it needs to go instead of me just like tensing up everywhere. Um, another one to go into that one is meditating. Uh, I feel like that's what really helped me actually control my breath and thought yeah. process. Um, there's a lot, I think I used what's it called calm app maybe there's a few apps out there there's a lot of youtube tutorials out there that are guided meditation i love guided meditation even when i got like quote unquote good at meditating i still preferred like having a guide i just Mm -hmm. feel like it's better to like fully have that intent instead of like sometimes if you're doing it by yourself your mind does end up wandering um so yeah i think if you even if you're not open to it, I feel like I wasn't open to meditating for a long time. And when I started doing it, I was like, oh, this is a lot easier than I thought it would be. Like, and it's actually having an effect on like my lasting day. Like if you do it first thing in the morning, that's really setting like your 
calm intentions for the day or if you I used to do it like at, at the end of the day maybe when my thoughts were at the highest it's like before bed I'm yeah. overthinking that's when I would kind of put it in there and it kind of just like reset me so I think meditating and like deep breathing anything like that can like really recenter you mm-hmm. do you have a tip <laughs> Those I still use. We also have working out and journaling. Obvious ones. Yes, working out can release so much physical energy because like you were saying, Kendall, um, like you wear yourself out. Mm -hmm. And that Tuesday after I had the panic attack on Monday wasn't really a panic attack, but it was a debilitating panic. Um, I went to the gym on Tuesday and it was the first time that I felt like I actually released energy at Mm -hmm. the gym because I had it to release. Usually I just go to the gym and I'm feeling like relatively good. So literally it can like pushing weights, like sprinting cardio. You have a lot of built up energy inside of you and that can help release it. I've definitely like cried during or after a workout. Like sometimes when it does feel like almost like an emotional release as much as a physical one, um, because you have all these things like pent up inside of you, like moving, taking that like aggression or emotion out on something like just feels good in general. (laughs) Go pick up boxing. Um, Putting words to my thoughts is another one that kind of ties into journaling. Whether I'm voicing it to someone like just saying I'm feeling a little anxious sometimes makes it feel more real, more conquerable. Um, But also journaling, just like being realistic and honest with my thoughts. If I am having anxiety, writing down like what is causing it. 99% of the time for me, my like daily anxiety, if I just like tackle that thing causing it, like we said before, I'm kind of avoidant of the things that cause it. If I just do it and tackle it, I'm fine after that. So it's, it's kind of making it a point to like, do the things I'm pushing off doing often will make my anxiety go away faster. Um, so that's something I'm still working on. (laughs) Another good one for me. uh, I've seen this on TikTok now, but actually who recommended it to me? I was having those like weird heart issues or like feelings, um, which was then causing more anxiety because my hypochondriac um so I thought I was having real heart issues and I talked to my mom about it and like heart issues kind of run in my family so she was recommended by a doctor to start taking like this certain magnesium and vitamin d and you have to take them together because it helps you absorb the magnesium better um and I started it and my anxiety was like the lowest it's it has ever to been. be a certain type of magnesium and a certain type of vitamin D or just them two I think, together. I think them two together in general can help, but I do think there's like two or three types of magnesium and the one I take has like all of them in it. Yeah. So I can like maybe link it yeah. down below if this is something you're interested in. Again, I'm not a doctor, but yeah. these are just like vitamins and minerals. So I feel like there's no harm in testing it out. Yeah. Um, I always take the first form magnesium. That's literally for like reducing stress, mm -hmm. anxiety, and like starting to relax you. I take it right before bed every single night and it helps like make your monkey brain quiet down so that you can go to sleep. Yeah. Because when you have anxiety, like you'll lay in bed and think about all the things you have to do tomorrow, or you'll like rethink about all the things you did wrong that day. Mm -hmm. And I recently gave my mom magnesium because she doesn't want something to like knock her out that has like melatonin or like ashwagandha, any of those things, but just like relax her so she can like 
ease into going to bed. So I'm curious to see how she likes it. Yeah. But it works really well. My but I'll start adding it. vitamin D to mine too yeah. and see what that does. That's what they recommended. And then like literally I've been doing that for months now and I forget to do it every day. I need to do it every day because the days I do it, I feel so calm mm. and at peace. And like similar to you, I'll take it kind of once my work is done for today, the day. So maybe not like right before bed, but enough where like the end of my day is very yeah. like soothing instead of anxious like it typically would be. Um, anyway, I saw it on TikTok like last week and it had like millions of views and like all the comments were like, oh, I've been doing this. So like, I didn't realize it was a widespread thing. Um, but yeah, magnesium and vitamin D, we can put down like what yeah. magnesium we get. Um, but it's just good. And that's like a very natural way to, to calm yourself. Like yeah. there's definitely other medications out there for anxiety. I've we, we talked last week in the depression episode that I've taken SSRIs. I've taken things that are technically diet or given prescribed. That's the word um, <laughs> for anxiety. But I, I don't think I was having anxiety like I do now when I was taking it. So I don't really know if they ever helped me or not. Yeah. Um, but that is always an option. I just I like taking the natural route if I can. If I can find like natural ways to combat something, I'd rather do that than medication Same. always. Um, another thing kind of going into that is diet changes. If I feel like it was Erica talked, uh, our friend Erica talked a lot on how switching to like veganism and also like changing a lot of things in her diet really helped her mental health. And I do think there's a huge tie there. 100%. If you're yeah. eating processed junk food, sugar, um, like fried stuff, like all of those kind of like heavier sitting foods, you're body's literally going to feel worse. Um, your heart is going to have an effect on that. And that can always heighten your anxiety. Um, I think cleaning up your diet, having whole natural foods, even for me, it was kind of the flip side. I think I was dieting and eating so clean for so long that I was lacking some like natural sugars, like gotcha. literally just introducing fruit into yeah. my diet, like magically increased my mood, how I was feeling, kind of got rid of some of that like trembling anxiety. So take a look at your diet. I would clean up wherever you can. It can really impact your mental health as much as physical. Big facts. Big facts. Uh, I feel like I had another one. Oh, caffeine. That's something I, again, because like my heart rate increasing is like a, a tie to anxiety for me. Um, I realized I was having way too much caffeine. I was definitely the type of girl that like have a caffeine pill and an energy drink and maybe also a coffee that day. I'm literally itching for an energy <laughs> drink right now because I'm, I'm a yep. quote unquote, I'm an addict. Yep. I, I, I just love the way they taste, man. It really wasn't even doing much for my energy. I yeah. think it was just increasing my heart rate yeah. and I enjoyed drinking Yeah, because you get so used to it that at yeah. a certain point, it's like the caffeine doesn't even do anything anymore, mm -hmm. which is bad. <laughs> exactly. And that's the point I was at. So I was having so many energy drinks, uh, caffeine, whatever, um, in whatever form. And I felt so awful from it and so anxious all the time. And taking it out was the best thing ever. And I went from having like probably 600 milligrams on average a day, which I think like the, the like personal limit should be no bigger than 800 or like you can actually kind of overdose from it. God, I've gotten really sick from caffeine before. I think I like overdid my energy yeah, drinks one day. And you'll start to like get, a, you'll actually start to get like a headache and you'll feel like nauseous. Mm -hmm. I always know when I've overdone it on caffeine because I call it like, like my, my caffeine headache mm -hmm. where I'm like, now I can't do anything. The The opposite is actually happening and right I, now. <laughs> I, yeah, I became that opposite because when I was coming off, like I had the worst headaches. Yeah. Like it's literally an addiction that you yeah. have to like fight and go through withdrawals. Um, I just like choked. She did choke. Our, um, 
my videographer, best bestie uh-huh. and uh, editor of the podcast, he literally goes on like coffee fasts. Mm-hmm. So he'll do it very often. Like he's amazing um, because he'll come over here and I'll make him breakfast and coffee like whenever he um, films for me in the mornings because mm-hmm. I feel bad because he has to wake up so early to come like, film thanks. me and I'll make him some breakfast and I'm like, you drinking coffee now? And he'll be like, yeah, I'm drinking some coffee now. And then he's like, no, the I'm going to, uh, next week he's like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Like for him, it's actually a gut thing. Like yep. it actually, like he's got a real sensitive gut. Yeah. He's kind of like me. Yeah, we both all have like all you. the tummy issues. Yeah. Um, But yeah, coming, I, I now have, I'll probably have like three or four coffees in a week instead of like three or four a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as, yeah, I do think that's a huge one. Also, I didn't put it on this list, but like alcohol and drug use also. um, I noticed like any time in my life, I've never been like a heavy drinker or partier. This is why I don't do drugs, man. Yep. This This is why I say no to drugs because my anxiety will not let me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I... Can't. I think it's a good thing because I have never Bro. tried any hard drugs uh, because I, I know I'll freak out. So it's no. that's where it's good for us. Too, too many panic attacks. Too many. Um, but even drinking, I feel like anxiety is really real. Um, like having really bad anxiety while you're yeah. hungover the next day, like things like that. So those are other things to just like audit in your life, like kind of recognize, okay, this is a pattern. Like yeah. I feel anxious after I do this, maybe stop doing that or take it out or prepare better, whatever it is that you can do. Do you have any others you want to add? The last one is having the conversations that you might be avoiding. Mm-hmm having those conversations you might be avoiding or those things that are piling up or Mm -hmm. like those text messages that you need to do or those emails that you need to do. Look, we're not saying like do all of these things all of the time, but just think about like this logical fact that if these are the things that are making you anxious, wouldn't you rather get them done tackle them, have a short term uncomfortability so that you can be not anxious for a longer period of time. Like once I was done having that difficult conversation on Monday and then Kendall and I had our conversation on Wednesday and I organized some things like the rest of my week from then until now, I have felt so much better Mm -hmm. because of it versus if I wouldn't have done any of those things, I would have been anxious still to this day. Yeah. So do those things, please. Tackle them. You know what they are. They might be really deep in the back of your head, but you know, you got to face them. You know. Um, anyway, that's it for anxiety. Um, if you are struggling again, obviously professional help is always better than listening to to (laughs) us. Um, but hopefully we can help or relate to you or share some tips that might help you. Um, we love you all so much. (laughs) It's just the way you look at me when I do the outro. We love you all so much. And remember you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend. And if you feel we deserved it, rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to shoot us an email at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.